0: It's the preview show. It's the No Nay Never Podcast.
1: And Welcome to the preview show brought to you by the No Nay Never podcast. I am the support act, Natalie Bromley, and joining me as ever is the headliner himself, Dave Roberts, Statman Dave. Dave, welcome back.
0: Thanks, Natalie. It's good to be back and uh, let's uh, get into it, get some more stats for people for uh, for Saturday's game. It'd be good to be back to uh, Turf Moor, I think, after uh, an international break followed by an away game.
1: Absolutely. And it also feels like it's been ages since we were at Turf as well. It has. Um, mm. Yeah, it has. This week, Norwich City at home, another Saturday 3pm kickoff, which is outstanding news. Um, I love this show. I'm really getting into this and I am get very excited when we come to record the preview show. Um, but before we get into it, obviously, we have... The small matter of an answer to the previous quiz question. Now, last time out at the end of our Brighton preview show, Dave asked this following quiz question. Although five different Brighton fans play it, no, not Brighton fans. That'd be impressive, wouldn't it? Although five different Brighton players had scored a total of two goals each in matches against Burnley, their top scorer in meetings between the two clubs scored five times. He also spent part of his career playing for Burnley in the 1990s. But who is he?
0: The correct answer was Kurt Nogan.
1: Yay! woo, woo! woo. Um, Dave, did, anybody, did we get any right answers this week? We were struggling last week.
0: We did. We did. We got a couple, couple of correct answers on Twitter. That was uh, Chesham Claret, uh, Michael Crane, got the correct answer. He tweeted us. And also Terry1958, Terry Whittle, also knew that it was uh, Kurt Nogan who'd uh, got the Indian sign over as playing for uh, for Brighton, scoring five goals, which is, uh, as, as we said, uh, t- Five different players had scored twice and for one player to score five goals is uh, quite a lot, particularly as there weren't that many games between the two sides
1: no exactly um you are quite right in our show notes today dave did say oh by the way am i right in saying that our very own tom Whitaker, uh tom claret knew the answer he did but he always knows the answers D- t- tom listens to that which is great listens to the preview show like as soon as it gets published on friday and he's in our group chat message with all the panelists and the non and ever team going it's this it's this and he gets it right every week nobody likes a show off tom what a joking um I think Dave and I have considered whether or not we need to change tactic with the the quiz question because we've not had a, a massive wave of correct answers um And actually, this is something that Bryn Jones picked up on from last week's show, The Brighton Preview. Now, Bryn is a long-standing listener of the show and is a good friend of the Known and Ever team. We do. We correspond every now and again over email. And it's one of the highlights of my job here at Known and Ever Towers. Um, And Bryn sent me an email this week saying, um, hi, Natalie. I was surprised that you had no correct answers to Dave's last quiz. I was on the turf on the long side for that match in 1983 when we beat Liverpool with a Derek Scott goal. The price of admission that night, I believe, was £2.50. Outstanding. Um, Read the latest quiz question. I think the Burnley player who scored the most goals for Brighton against us in the 1990s it was Welsh striker, Kurt Norgan. I hope that's right. Bryn, yes, it, it is right. Well done. That's lots of people this week. Um Bryn does go on to, to give some more commentary about Tom's comments last week on the, the drink water dilemma, which is becoming a potential feature on the podcast. Um, just reiterating Tom's comments about how you have to work hard when you want to get back into a Premier League side and you've been out. Um so I think we'll we'll pick that up on the main show, I think, Bryn, because, uh, yeah, I think it's going to, to rumble on Is this one a little while. Um, we're going to have another quiz question at the end of the show. Uh, but in the meantime, let's get on with Norwich City at home. Dave, about the opposition. Hit us up with some starch. When were they formed? Give us some history.
0: Uh, yeah, well, Norwich City were formed in 1902 and they turned professional three years later in 1905. Uh, They were admitted to the third division of the Football League in 1920, when the number of league clubs was expanded from 44 to 66.
1: Excellent. Any nicknames?
0: Uh, Yeah, you'll not be surprised to know that football fans know them as the Canaries. And they started using a canary on their crest as early as 1906. Um, It's thought that canaries were popular in the region due to them being brought over by immigrant weavers from the Netherlands
1: a good start. Um, all-time goal scorer, please.
0: Uh, yeah, a gentleman called Johnny Gavin. He was a winger who played for Norwich City during two separate spells in the 1940s and 1950s. He's the club's uh, top all-time goal scorer. Uh, he scored 132 goals in 338 matches.
1: And what about Burnley's heaviest defeat?
0: Well, we say heaviest defeat, Uh, we are just talking about home games here and we'll come on to this when we look at the uh, record between the two teams Um, but there's actually only one Norwich victory so by definition that's the heaviest uh, defeat but it was a high-scoring game Uh, this one was towards the end of Stan Turnant's last season in charge Uh, Burnley actually led 3-2 at half-time but the Canaries, as many other teams did, exposed our defensive frailties um, in the second half and scored three more times past Brian Jensen uh, to win the match 5-3. So that's Burnley's heaviest and only home defeat to Norwich City.
1: Now, what about biggest Burnley win then, Dave?
0: Uh, yeah, a few of those. Uh, Burnley have had four different 3-0 wins over Norwich City at Turf Moor, uh, but three of those were prior to World War Two. so we'll skim over those and we'll mention the most recent one, that's from 2007. Um it was a Tuesday evening kickoff. That was in April two thousand seven. And goals from Adiakin Andy Gray and Wade Elliott sealed a convincing win for Burnley on that occasion.
1: You must remember those games prior to World War Two though, David.
0: Uh no, but I've I've, I've researched it. I do research back and look at games going all the way back. Um, and there are some interesting snippets that come out. But yeah, we, we tend to concentrate a little bit more on the more recent games that people are more likely to remember.
1: Ah, I was only taking the Machiavelli. I was yeah, trying to suggest you missed that one. I was trying to suggest that you saw it first hand, but you got me. You're not having any of that. Um, Burnley's last win then, please, Dave.
0: Uh, yeah, well, that's the last time the two teams met in the league. That's going back to February 2011. It's been an odd thing with Norwich. They've had a time in the Premier League, as Burnley have. We tend to pass each other. So whenever Burnley have been relegated, Norwich have been promoted, and then vice versa, and we've, we've kind of missed each other. Um, uh, so, yeah, going back to um, the last win, that was February 2011. Uh, Dean Marnie and uh, Jay Rodriguez were on the score sheet that day. Uh, they helped us to a 2-1 win. That was uh, Eddie Howe in charge of Burnley at the time. And Grant Holt scored Norwich City's goal that day.
1: Wow, I would quite like to see Jay Rodriguez on the score sheet this week. Um, we didn't play them last season. Obviously, this is Norwich's uh, promotion season, so we don't have last season's meeting to report on. So, what about the manager?
0: Uh, yeah, German uh, Daniel Farker is now into his third season as the Canaries manager. Uh, he led them to uh, win the championship title last season and gain promotion back to the Premier League after uh, the club being away for three seasons. They had three seasons down in the Championship, and uh, and now they're back.
1: They are. Head-to-head, um, head, Dave. Hit us up some stats here.
0: Yeah, we've hinted at this already. Burnley have got a very good home record in past games against Norwich City. We've played 20 times. Uh, we've won 15, drawn four, and lost just the once, which we mentioned. That was the 5-3 defeat. Um, and for home uh, top-flight uh, matches... Um, There's just been two. Uh, Burnley have uh, won one and drawn one of those top flight matches, but they were both going back to the 1970s. Um, We had a 1-0 win in December 1973 with a goal from Billy Ingham and then a remarkable 4-4 draw in September 1975. Uh, But I'll mention that in a little bit more detail when you ask me for a stat of the week.
1: Oh, excellent. Um, what about players who've played for both then, Dave?
0: Uh, yeah, quite a lot here. There's a lot of players who've represented Burnley and Norwich since the Second World War. Um, so we'll give you just a small selection of, uh, of those players. Uh, Adiakin Bay, Wayne Biggins, uh, Robbie Brady from the current squad. Uh, also Mo Kamara, Paul Cook, Paul Crichton, Kyle Lafferty, Dean Marnie, uh, Mike Phelan, Jason Shackle and someone who seems to keep cropping up in these lists, uh, our good friend Sam Vokes.
1: <laughs> and long may that continue. I do promise you, I don't manipulate these stats just to shoehorn. Oh no, I did this last time. Is it shoehorn in? Shoehorn. 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 Shoehorn in? Yes. Oh, excellent. I, I got it wrong on Twitter before and I got jumped all over and I was like, oh, I don't know. Whatever the saying is. Um... Okay, and finally then, Dave, who's the man in the middle? Who's the referee this week?
0: Uh, Yeah, the man in the middle, David Coote. He's going to take charge of the match on Saturday afternoon. Uh, We've just had seven previous matches with him in charge, of which Burnley have won three times, drawn three times, and lost just once. That defeat was the away match you may remember at Fulham early on last season. We lost uh, 4-2. He was in charge for that one. Ah, I do. And his only other Burnley match last season was the 2-0 home win over West Ham uh, United in December. That was uh, obviously a couple of days after the uh, Everton game and really sort of the turnaround of our season started with that uh, that 2-0 win.
1: Excellent. Now, Dave, I know you and I know you well and I know full well that that's not going to be everything because in the bank of that Dave, there are all sorts of little nuggets. So why don't you hit us up with your miscellaneous stat of the week?
0: Okay, uh, this one goes back to September 1975. Uh, Peter Noble uh, scored all four goals for Burnley, including two penalties in the 4-4 draw between Burnley and Norwich City. Um, And it's just one of three occasions when a player has scored three or more goals for Burnley at Turf Moor, but not ended up on the winning side. Um, If you're interested to know the other two are Charlie Austin. He scored all three of Burnley's goals in a three-all draw with Sheffield Wednesday in 2012. And most unlucky of all was Gareth Taylor, who bagged a hat-trick at Turf Moor against Watford in 2003 in a match which Burnley lost 7-4. But the less said about that one, the better. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Well, we normally at this point have an opportunity to speak to the opposition. We say hi, hello there, Norwich fans, and we give them some lovely history that Dave's been working on. And um, we ask them about what's their, their, you know, how do they become a fan? What's the first Norwich Burnley match they remember? What do they think about their signings? How do they think Burnley going to do? But, uh, we did try. But we couldn't find anybody this week. We didn't get anybody who was free to be able to come on. I suspect that they have been inundated with the request for it being their first season. So um, apologies we don't have an Opposition Fan of the Week this week. But instead, we're going to go straight into our Fantasy Premier League.
0: Yeah, in terms of the uh, FPL updates this week, uh, there's been quite a bit of jockeying around for position at the top of the No, No, no Never Fantasy Premier League table. And our latest league leader is Matthew Dent, He's accumulated 316 points so far. Very impressive total with his Bob Lord's Butchers team. Uh, Rob Greenwood's team, uh, Ospina Collada, uh, is in second mm. place <laughs> with uh, alcohol-related. Uh, second place on 313 <laughs> points. And uh, Jacques Bing's team, Bing is back, is in third place with 312 points.
1: Ah well, you see, I um I do know Rob Wingwood, actually. He's a friend of mine. And that's probably why I started laughing at that that much. Um, so I guess it was it was a, a tough week. Was it? Was it? Um, I was going to call you Rob then. like what Rob Wingwood. Dave. It was a tough week, I believe. Carry on. Let us know what's happening. <laughs>
0: It was a tough week. Well, judging by my points, it was a very tough week. Uh, but Tom Back's FC Deitch team was the top individual, sc- individual scorer of all the uh, teams in our league. Um, uh, he picked up an impressive 88 points, which was uh, rather good. And looking at the No ne, Never panel members, uh, we should have kept a separate league for us as, yeah, we as well, have a, a private <laughs> league, so we could uh, check it. But just scanning through, uh, Richard Steele, uh, seems to be leading that one. He got 76 points last week, uh, which resulted in a climb to 26th place in the league.
1: It is. Um, in terms of team none and ever, I think George Poole, who was on the main show this week, had, had overtaken him last week as, as the leader of, of team none and ever. Um, I'm still at the bottom and it's I've got nobody to blame but myself. Out of 163 members in our league, I'm 162 um, so I, do, I, need to, I, just, I need to find some time in the week to devote attention to my fantasy football league. I want to at least get on the, the second from bottom page. That would be an improvement. Um, what about in terms of players, uh, Dave? Have we got any stats on how the, the individual players performed?
0: Well, looking at last week's dream team, if you have the foresight to select the following 11 players, uh, Fabianski, Oria, Aldeviro, Tamori, Sum, Mane... Gianepo, Buendia, Abraham, Wilson and Abamiang. then it was possible to score a whopping 136 points or actually 152 if the triple captain option had been used. Uh, The closest anyone who came to that was one manager who scored 128 points with the use of their uh, triple captain option. So it, it was possible to get points last week, but I think um, there was one or two freak results weren't there in there which didn't help anyone with uh, Man City defenders probably didn't do as well as they uh, they thought they might have done um, so it was a, a difficult week all round I think it was uh, average points or something around 50 I think um, so it was a little bit tricky uh, but these things come to test us, don't they it's not, a, not straightforward as, uh, as we know looking at our positions in the league
1: Well it, it is kind of straightforward for me because you just randomly pick a team at the beginning of the season and then forget about your team for about 52 weeks. <laughs> it's very easy. Um, just looking at the other stats now, um, I think Ash- our Ashley Still, head of the Burnley list. Um, Ashley Still. Yeah, he's got a full total of 29 points with Peters behind him. I think they very much got those from that opening fixture of the weekend against Southampton. Um, Pope and McNeil are scooping up behind, scooping up behind them? Sneaking up behind them on 18 points. But yeah, Ashley Barnes is still the one um, do you know you used? To, I think you have had a stat a couple of weeks ago about how many teams, how many managers had selected Barnes, and then Pope, or oh, was it Pope?
0: It was they were the top two. Yeah, I think about thirteen percent had uh, Nick Pope, and about ten percent had Ashley Barnes. I think looking a glance at it this week, it's similar sort of percentages in there for those two players but they're way out in front of any of the other Burnley players. Excellent
1: well we are of course going to bring you another fantasy Premier League update in our next preview show as we're going to monitor who is going to run the win the race to the coveted None Never title goodness me that was a mouthful. But first we end this show now with a quiz question. It's the Burnley Stats quiz question and I know that this is the section that you're all dying to hear because it's the one that gives you all the glory and especially for those of you who aren't playing in the
0: Fantasy Football League.
1: Um, So Dave, what is this week's quiz question?
0: Well, I'm hoping I've made it slightly easier because there was a little bit of criticism that perhaps the questions were a little bit difficult um, before. So um, hopefully this one's a little bit easier for people to get, but we'll we'll see with the responses, won't we? Uh, Burnley's first one million pound signing made his debut for the Clarets in a two nil win against Norwich City at Turf Moor in November two thousand. But can you name that player? I
1: know this one. And I haven't scrolled down the page yet either to where the answer is for my cheat sheet. I do know this one. So off the air, when we finish recording, I'm going to ask you if I've got it right before I scroll down. Um, if you do need a little bit of help and inspiration, you just need to look at the Burnley Stats page. Dave, where do they find that?
0: Uh, yeah, there's a short link for that. It's uh, bit. bit.ly forward slash Burnley Stats. And that's all in lowercase.
1: Excellent. Well, tweet us your answers, please, at None and ever, or you can post on our Facebook page, which is None and ever, funnily enough. Um, or you can email us at still podcast, not still podcast, the email address is still podcast at None and ever net because it's been a busy week and I still haven't set up the stats email, which I will do in time for next week. Um, and we will give you the answer at the start of our next preview show. Um That's everything. That is all we have time for this week. We have looked at Norwich City at home and it's been an absolute pleasure as always. Um, Dave, thank you so much again for all your hard work. This has become my favourite time of the week as a preview show.
0: Yeah, it's good to get the stats together. I think it just brings it all together in a little uh, preview show prior to the weekend and hopefully gets everyone uh, in the mood for the the match on the Saturday or, or whatever day we're playing.
1: Absolutely. Well, we're going to be back on Tuesday as normal, recording the um, reaction to the Norwich City home game, which we hope will result in a good, much-needed three points for the Clarets. And Dave and I will be back next week to look at Villa away. Um, Godspeed to everybody travelling to Turf Moor tomorrow. Enjoy the game. Stay safe. Um, and we will see you next week. This has been the preview show brought to you by the None and Ever podcast. Until next time.